I mean, man, I wish museums were still like that. That was a cool ass museum, dude. Yeah, dude. I was thinking I about that. I want to go to a fucking like, place like that. That's <laughs> like old timey sort of like not arcade games. What were they called back in the day? I don't know. That's why I was there's like, what is this place? It. And then they yeah. referred to it as a museum. Yeah, there's a giant ice skating rink. <laughs> yeah. So sick. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. How's it going? Welcome My name's Luke. Welcome to the show. My name's Zach the Snake. Ah, see? I don't know. I feel like Dancer is not a really tough name. But that's the thing about gangster names is they don't have to be tough. A lot of them are not tough. I guess tough, that's true. But that's got, what, like pretty makes boy it even Floyd. Scarier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just call me the um, big wuss. The, b- <laughs> the big pants little baby boy. Little whiny baby bitch. I'm Call a little whiny baby bitch. The Evans. guy who can't steal anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we watch free movies. And this week we watched a movie called The Lineup from 1958 for this show, which is called Broke Box Office. Broke Box Office. Yeah, say. Yeah, say. I want to watch a gangster movie now. where they do say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, say someone must have done it at some point. Um this is a fun movie. Um I yeah, felt like a little uh doing something a little older. So I'll talk about some of the actors. And let Please me tell do. you, there's more to talk about here than I thought. Oh, really? Um I reckon I mean I, I mean, chose first... it because of one name. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Um was it Eli Wallach? It was. So Eli Wallach um, is the lead here. He plays a gangster named Dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just great. Mm-hmm. I am familiar with him uh, because he's in one of my favorite movies and probably my favorite Christmas movie, The Holiday. Wait, what? Um, he plays. Yeah. Did you know I this? I did not know that. <laughs> Who does he play now? Is he the old guy? He plays the old, old man in The Holiday. That's fucking wild. I had no idea. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Uh, But many uh, more normal of you may recognize him from things like The Magnificent Seven and The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. (laughs) Movies like those. (laughs) (laughs) That's so fucking funny to me, dude. Yeah, I could not believe it. I can't he, believe that yeah. he was alive that long. He died in 2014 at the wow. age of 98. Holy shit. Yep. Man, good on him. He's awesome. And he, I mean, he did a buttload of stuff. He has like mm-hmm. 172 credits. Um, oh my God, that's so, so much. Dude, yeah, here, yeah. He, I, I think he's great in this movie. And me too. I also think he reminded me of a combination of like, uh, Danny DeVito and like uh, Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci and those guys like yeah, all those dudes yeah. who are in the gangster movies that I'm familiar with I, I'm looking at this guy and I'm like okay yeah, I get it now yep absolutely yeah yeah let's see we also have Robert Keith who plays uh, Julian who's like the mustachioed mm. kind of Skeletor looking motherfucker yeah he um, looks kind of familiar too yeah he's I mean I'm I'm not familiar with him. Uh, he did die in 1966. Uh, um, but his his biggest credits are he's in Guys and Dolls. 
hmm. um, as you know the in the 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 Brando Sinatra version of Guys and Dolls, mm-hmm. um, some movie called Written on the Wind, hmm. Woman on the Run. Hmm. Um, I mean, he has a buttload of credits, and he's a yeah good actor. So Maybe he just like looks like he's one good of those here guys. too. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then I mean, there's not a ton else to talk about. A lot of the other folks in this didn't do much else. Mary LaRoche, who plays Dorothy Bradshaw, who's like the woman that they kidnapped, she did mm. a couple of other things, nothing that I really recognized, but she did definitely have a career. Um, there's only one other person that I did want to talk about because this is one of the most insane uh, lengths of yarn on the broke box office corkboard. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Richard Jekyll mm-hmm. plays Sandy, who's the driver. He's the getaway driver. Okay. Yeah. And I only recognized him because of his insano headshot on IMDb. His headshot on IMDb is just like very specific. It's him like holding a gun with like a hat. And I was like, okay, wait, I have for sure seen this guy before. (laughs) I scrolled through his entire IMDb page and I did not, I couldn't find the connection because I forgot about this movie entirely. Oh yeah. He is the main Bad guy in Blood Song. Whoa. Do you remember Blood Song? Is that the one with the flute? Is he the it's, flute? Yeah, it's the guy, guy who, uh huh. Oh He's God. the guy who escapes from the asylum and goes after this girl who got a blood transfusion one from him oh that my one time God. or whatever. What a bad movie. I know, dude. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like it was one of the Oof. one of the worst movies I think we've ever covered it and I just, forgot about it yeah. so hard. It was just so disappointing because he didn't do anything with the flute. Like he just kind of played it and right. killed people normally. Yeah. Wow. And man. that's 1982. That's like 25 years after this. Yeah, wait. How the fuck old was he in that movie? I don't remember him being an old man. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Holy man, shit. I just thought that was crazy. Yeah. That's so, like a completely different era of filmmaking in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess but, fucking uh, Eli Wallach was working really. for millions of years. Yeah. 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 Well, cool. I can uh, talk about... It was, was directed by Don Siegel, who uh, did stuff from, looks like, the 40s to about the early 80s. Um, he did a few things that I recognized. A lot of stuff I didn't, uh, but The Big Steel. And a lot of this is stuff that I have maybe heard of, but not really seen. Except I did yeah. see Invasion of the Body Snatchers. He did the uh, 50s version of that. Which oh, cool. I have a hot take. is better than the, what, 70s one? The other one? The remake? With Donald I have Pleasance? not seen, I prefer I haven't seen the either original. one, but... I think it has more of a sort of a spooky vibe to it and it's it's less concerned with like the sort of in your face horror um right yeah but uh he also did two episodes of the twilight zone he did uh the beguiled and dirty harry with clint eastwood nice um and then the shootist which i always remember because it has the dumbest name of any movie isn't that a john and wayne I movie that's yeah john yeah. wayne that is the a shootist uh speaking of oh i almost said speaking of dumb names um this was written by sterling silly fant <laughs> and that just it just makes me think of a silly elephant my name is sterling silly fant um apologies to him i mean he knows but, he's uh, got a silly he, name it's okay yeah uh he had 73 writing credits from the 50s up to the 90s including five episodes of the mickey mouse club 
some Perry Mason, some Alfred Hitchcock Presents, The Poseidon Adventure, The Towering Inferno. Nice. Uh, and then, most importantly, Over the Top, the hey. Sylvester Stallone arm wrestling movie. Yeah. <laughs> I've never so seen that, awesome. but I've heard of that. Oh, my gosh. you got to watch it. I want to. I bet it's free somewhere. We can. Oh, <laughs> you can do it on the show. Um, story editor here is Fred Eggers. I didn't see much else that he did. The producers also similarly didn't have a whole lot going on. But the music was by someone named Misha Bakalainikov, and cool. this mf'er has 507 music department credits. What? <laughs> uh, and even apart from that, 70 composer credits. Holy shit. Um, I was looking through. I was like, how is this a thing? Because he, he worked, and he only worked from the 30s up into the late 50s. Uh, what? And so I was like, how did he manage to fit all this in? I think what it is, um, a lot of these are uncredited, mm-hmm. and he is he is described as a composer of stock music. So I think oh, I, I read his okay. like biography on IMDb. Gotcha. It says he... Um, he was he spent his entire career at columbia under contract as a musical director so i guess he just would do like just make music for them and then they would use it in whatever like he was like a studio guy and um he would just do like incidental music or like stuff like that uh but still a fuckload of and you know i didn't recognize like any of it yeah (laughs) but a lot of stuff but just Um, like to have your work present in like that kind of a volume of of stuff is insane still mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah and it also was interesting it, it said he fled his country after the october revolution of 1917 um and then arrived in america in 1926 and then five years later got a job with columbia oh <laughs> so wow he, he had a real uh nice like yeah rags to riches i guess Good for him. i don't know what what country do you think the october revolution uh is referring to uh, I know I've heard of it. Yeah, this is embarrassing. We should know this. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. That's I what know. I thought it was. Is that a Ru- is it's Russia, right? Yeah, it's Russia. <laughs> okay, okay. I was right. Yeah, I did know that. Yeah, I just second guessing. I guess uh, his brothers were named Vladimir and Constantine, so that would have been a clue. Ah, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, uh, cinematography is by Hal Moore, who again has 150 credits. Wow. Uh, but his career was a bit longer. Starting in 1912 uh, up to 1968. Whoa! Um, again, a bunch, a bunch of stuff I'd never really heard of before. But he did do the jazz singer, which I think is famous. Wait, and uh, Phantom of the Opera, the jazz singer from 29, like the first talkie, the jazz singer. Is that why I know it? I, I, yeah. All I know is the name. That's the first. That's the first movie <laughs> with spoken dialogue. Yeah. Cool. Holy cow! Oh yeah, then he he did that. He was shooting. That's it. amazing, dude. Uh, yeah. Wow. It is kind of crazy to think about like shooting movies in 1912. <laughs> he, yeah. he was probably like cranking it with his hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Uh, yeah, a bunch of stuff. And then, um, this is also a fun one. My spotlight will be on the special effects by Lawrence W. Butler, uh, because oh, those special effects. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the fucking dummies that they drop in this movie the good old great. days <laughs> um he has he has less he has about 50 credits combined between special effects and visual effects but there's yeah. some some stuff in there uh gilda which is a movie i've seen before i don't know if it's famous or not but i think i watched it in film school nice um house of usher guess who's coming to dinner 
The Thief of Baghdad. Okay, yeah, And yeah. then uh, Casablanca. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you Good know, for him. not a huge... I, I love those when it's like, you know, I guess 50 credits is kind of a lot, but yeah. to have something like, oh, yeah, I worked on blah, 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 and Casablanca. It's, it's also like, okay, sort of wow. funny, though, to be like, oh, yeah, I worked on Casablanca. I did the special effects for Casablanca. Yeah, I, I wonder what exactly... <laughs> Like, you know, he did that. He was in charge of that plane at the very end. Ah, yes. Uh, Well, cool. So so that's what I got. Um, And on to the film. I didn't actually take notes on this one because I thought it would be fun to see if I can do that. (laughs) Because I feel like (laughs) pausing the movie and taking notes constantly, I'm always like, I don't know if I'm getting the full experience. So I wanted to just like sit down and watch it. Um, And I'm glad I did because I I think this is a good movie. I had a lot of fun with this one. I, it, it, is really well paced. Yeah. It's really like one of my favorite things about old movies is that they're typically very, very tight. Like it starts when it starts and when it's over, mm-hmm. it's fucking over. And like, that's the story we're telling <laughs> yeah. and when it's over, we're done. Yeah. Um, it just feels you... like it felt like a nice package. Yeah. You, you know what? Uh, did you read about it on Wikipedia at all or, or see anything about it? I didn't No. It says it's um from a TV show. Like it's a film version of a tv show that was originally a radio show like just a police procedural called the lineup and um the the cops here uh or at least two of the cops i think are from the tv show um just playing their same characters oh cool um, and you know i assume it's like different bad guys every show so eli wallach and and and, uh dancer and julian are you know just for the movie which i guess you know they fucking spoiler die at the end um yeah (laughs) But that's so funny to me to think about, like, I don't know, even back then they were making movies out of TV shows. Right. Yeah. It's not new. Yeah. It's not new. Yeah. But maybe that speaks it's to, like, one, you know, they, they are so well practiced at keeping the story succinct to, you know, fit the length of a TV show that they're like, all right, we'll do a movie and we'll just keep it tight. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is a full 90 minutes, but, like, it mm-hmm. didn't feel like it to me. Yeah. It, it just flew by. It is also interesting um, that, like, I was not expecting it to completely like leave the cops behind after the first like 10 minutes. Yeah. Okay. What now we're with these guys. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's basically a drug running story. Uh, Mm. the way it starts is we're at, uh, we're in San Francisco. Also this movie lake is a love letter to San Francisco. Oh yeah. Amazing. Although some of it was shot at Warner Brothers. I did notice parts of mm. that. Oh, really? Oh, that's um, funny. Yeah, cause I, just because I'm so intimately familiar with that lot. But mm-hmm. yes. Um, so it starts out at the at the docks. Uh, at the, like, the... What is the word I'm looking for? The docks? The port? The port. The San <laughs> okay. port of San Francisco. Okay. All the boats are coming in. Uh-huh. All the people coming in a busy place lots going on um but the first scene here actually very exciting great way to kick it off uh fucking porter runs out with a bunch of bags and he throws a bag into a a taxi like through the window he's very clearly in a rush in a hurry the taxi fucking screeches off and tries to get flagged down by a policeman and runs the policeman over and then the policeman is able to like shoot him through the back window two dudes die it's a very intense like mm-hmm. opening scene yeah. two guys are dead over the contents of this bag 
Man, and I like I started the movie and I like looked away for a second because I thought it was you know uh-huh. I was safe to do that because it was the beginning of the movie, and I missed the whole thing with the porter. All I saw was like, oh, the guy, the cab driver is driving all crazy. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> so I had to like rewind it and be like, okay, yeah, because <laughs> they really yeah. get like right into it. Like if you they hit if the ground you running, yeah. are a minute late to this movie, you're fucked. <laughs> um, yeah. So the cops show up they're gonna take this one extra serious because a cop died in the midst of it Mm -hmm. um yeah that's the only way to get the cops to take anything serious yep and uh so who do they go see first uh they go talk to the the dude what the fuck was his name the guy whose bag it was um yeah and he's like i don't know i just i just got back from the orient or some shit like that like yeah (laughs) they (laughs) they say that a couple times um and and he's like i just got some cool statues and stuff i don't know what you're talking about just some figurines it's it's not worth anything i was like that sounds like my kind of trip buying figurines yeah Oh my god, dude! If you fucking <laughs> accidentally smuggle some cocaine or no heroin back into the U.S., hey, I think we're on different flights dude, coming back, so you're on your own. Sofa B would actually be perfect for that. It's already hollow inside. Yeah, but isn't it usually like sort of see through? Ah, yeah, good point. Or can you make opaque versions? <laughs> no, you can. You can. Anyway, oh my god, that's so funny. Um, this, this podcast is gonna be evidence. <laughs> So basically, it's a it's all a big drug running operation, and people in Asia with the drugs hide them in little souvenirs, and then they give them or sell them to unsuspecting, well, most of the time unsuspecting uh, Westerners who then bring it home, and unbeknownst to them, uh, smuggle it into the country. So he, like, and the cops are just able to. I don't know. I guess they're like experts at this by now. Or do, does it seem to you like they, like they are sort of onto the smuggling ring even before this guy? Because they seem to sort of know the deal. Yeah, I mean, before they even. I was gonna say these are like super cops. They solve this crime so fucking fast. I mean, they solve it in a day. Yeah. The whole movie is a day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that and like, I the, I was also expecting the movie to like sort of, I don't know, focus on solving the crime more so than like right the people committing the crime or or you know yeah that's which, what which that's was kind of I interesting love. that's what I love about these fucking old school gangster movies yeah. over the fucking imperialistic bullshit police nonsense <laughs> that we're inundated over fucking all sides of the media landscape at the moment mm-hmm. yeah that'd be cool way to, cooler to watch that bad guys watch some hey aren't we still watching the bad guys hmm Ooh. Ooh. yeah hot, hot takes That's, those were snaps i was snapping for you <laughs> i appreciate it um <laughs> for legal reasons i support the cops uh <laughs> especially if my brother gets arrested for smuggling drugs <laughs> Um, but anyways, so yeah, this dude basically exits the movie at this point too. Like yeah. we never hear from him again. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just to set up like, you know, someone in China, they mentioned Japan at some point too. Someone in right. various parts of Asia 
is giving basically giving tourists uh like souvenirs and shit that has drugs inside it and then people will accost them at the ports when they get back in and take the drugs out of their shit yes um and this is how they're smuggling it which i guess is an okay plan but it still involves like the noticeable theft of them at the other end like it's not and like so many variables like there's gotta be yeah a better way as as happens in the movie as evidenced yeah um yeah but yeah the first one goes off pretty much without a hitch they get it pretty easily it's just hidden inside a little doll um yeah except like both of the like people involved in the smuggling that we see die the cab driver and the porter guy well yeah there's that i guess Um, i shouldn't say without a hitch when two people are dead Um, yeah also the the guy doesn't get his drugs in the end the cops have the drugs yeah 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 yeah. that's what i meant so i guess the the police yeah yeah, the police uh operation goes off without a hitch yep um and then we kind of meet our bad guys or our yeah you know the gangsters we got dancer who's sort of the main guy he's sort of like the young gun um Mm -hmm. you know hot temper really like riled up and ready to go and his sort of uh his like mentor this older skeletor looking dude that i i mentioned earlier yeah he's just so cool he looks so cool he's got a little pencil mustache they have oh yeah he he's very john watersy oh yeah. um they have an interesting relationship i feel like because it, at first it seems like the old guy is sort of like teaching the young guy how to do crimes and shit mm-hmm. but then yeah. he's like near the end he's like i don't know if we should be doing this yeah yeah, there's a nice power um, which shift. I guess, you know, sure. just the the escalation, I guess, is what he's not comfortable with. Because he says something about, like, he's never fired a gun before. So he's more of, like, a, a swindler kind of guy, I right. think. Right. He has an ongoing collection of last words that he's keeping. Well, wait. Yeah, that's crazy uh, if he's fucking never shot a gun. Like, what? I know. <laughs> that seems kind of psycho. It makes it even more, like, macabre and also kind of lame. <laughs> like yeah oh so all of these are just hearsay okay cool yeah and i think the dude i think dancer fucking lies about one of them in the movie yeah yeah um and then there's the driver it's this young guy um he doesn't really matter that much yeah except to be I mean, like by all intents and purposes he seems like very reliable and pretty good at his job and like he really does his best for him you know <laughs> well yeah, uh, he probably could have made it at the end, too, if they had let him have a drink, because he said he was better when he was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They yeah, almost got away fault. as it is. If he was buzzed, mm-hmm. they would have been golden. What even happened to him at the end? I don't remember now. Okay, well, we'll get there. We get gets, there. Um, yeah, he just gets pistol whipped. And then yeah, we don't see but he's like, he's like, a, he's uh, someone that these guys, and I don't think these guys would have ever worked with the other driver anyways, because they're new to town. They've, right. they're... It's an interesting thing that they they have been brought on by the main bad guy the, the, who's referred to as just the man who's in charge of this smuggling operation. Yeah. And these are just two like new guys, I guess, to replace. They're like just like hired guns. Um, yeah. It's also very funny they they they've been brought in from Miami. Oh yeah. And it is a constant point of identification throughout the movie that these two men are thoroughly tanned yeah because uh, they're from miami or whatever but it's so funny watching this in like a black and white movie and just being like i mean i guess yeah it I, must be i don't know <laughs> i was wondering if it was just the black and white but i was like i cannot tell if they are tan or not they look the same yeah. as everyone else yeah yeah but yeah constantly referred to it. very tan very tan guys 
Yeah. Um, the fucking blonde guy, the driver guy, seems more tan than they do. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And besides, it's California. That's not like a identifiable thing. You know, right. from Miami like, to Okay, you San come from Francisco. Miami. Now you're... <laughs> I didn't yeah, even think about that. Tanned. <laughs> it's not like we're in Wisconsin or some shit. Yeah. But anyways, they mm. I don't for- remember. I guess they, they hook up with the driver guy and then they go to yep. the docks. Where some other like other guy is going to show them their targets, uh, the the people who have yeah. unknowingly smuggled the drugs, yeah, and you know then they do that. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's kind <laughs> of a just kind yeah, of a very that, straightforward scene. It's very talky, yeah. So we're gonna go try and get the first uh, delivery uh, mm-hmm. off of this sailor man who's staying at the what is this place? It's like a. I don't know. It's kind of a hostel for sailors, it seems like. Yeah, it was weird, because I thought it was just, like, a gym, but then there's, like, a room where it seems like he's living, so... Yeah, it seems like part hostel, part YMCA. (laughs) Yeah, kind (laughs) of. Yeah. There's Um, a sauna, there's showers, and a mm -hmm. pool and stuff. Yeah, yeah. They go there, and um, there's a very cool, cool scene in this very steamy steam room. Uh, where a dancer goes in and has a talk with the guy. Um, yep. And I, I, does the guy say, like, oh, I figured out that there's drugs in this now, and maybe you want to give me some money to uh, not tell everyone about that? Basically, yeah. Dude makes a fatal error and yeah. says, like, you and I both know. He says something along those lines, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and dancer's just like, well, you're dead now. And yeah. Pulls out the silencer. Like, presumably, he would have been paid... Because he's not, you know, he's not the the people who've been swindled. He knew he was delivering something to someone, so presumably he would have been paid for that. So, like, if I found out it was drugs, I would be like, you know what? Why don't I pay you and (laughs) you can just forget that I exist at all? Like, Erase my face from your brain. Yes. I won't be doing this for you again. I'm happy to have helped this one time. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, he he meets his end here. And so they go up to his room. They find um, the drugs that were stashed in a horse this time. Yeah. I feel like this was, I think they said this was like the biggest like mm-hmm. score because the horse is, is much bigger than like the dolls and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was uh, funny to me watching it now. I wonder if referring to heroin, you know, horse is a name for heroin. I was wondering if that was true at the time and this was like a little, a little joke uh-huh. or if it just is uh, ironic now looking back at it yeah Yeah. i didn't look it up but you know maybe (laughs) um let's see the next one is uh the the flatware collection Mm, mm -hmm. uh which is that means silverware i didn't know yeah and i and Um. i was like how are you gonna hide drugs in uh, knives and forks uh unless it has like a gigantic handle which they sort of do i guess they sort of do. This was probably my favorite scene just because of the production design. This house is mm. fucking beautiful. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Yeah. It's so nice. It's this it's big, really... huge mansion. Yeah. And um, the one who answers the door is like a manservant kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And he, he gives like a little bit of pushback whenever Dancer is like, I need to take Dancer makes up some story like. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was another person that came through the same port with an identical set of silverware. I just want to make sure we have the right one. But the, the Butler guy's like, no, I can't let you take. So he has to die too, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it's such a, a beautiful shot 
because it's in a mirror. Yeah. It's the butler is like running up the stairs and there's a mirror in front of it. And so you see Dancer's face and the dude in the mirror and the, oh my goodness. Yeah. This movie is, nice. is shot really well, I thought. Um, yeah. I, I didn't yeah. mention it, but there's a scene at the very beginning. I don't even remember what's happening, but the two cop guys talk to someone who's like really far away from them. And it's sort of as a wide and you can see the guy in the far background and them talking to him. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? um not yeah, i don't know it's head. really cool it's really it's a lot more you know it's it was interesting watching it because it's not like what i imagine like a film noir kind of thing to be with like the very exaggerated shadows and stuff right um and like the you know harsh lighting the you know seediness the like whatever you want to say uh it really feels like a combination of traditional film noir and like the sort of police procedural tv show that it comes right. from yeah. Which makes for an interesting, interesting sort of viewing experience. But it does look really nice, I think. I agree. It it looks really good. There's even some cool like car chases. The car chases look really good. Yeah, yeah. That that I thought was really neat when they they're using. I mean, pretty obviously the sort of uh, rear projection kind of thing near the yeah. end. But it makes it very exciting because it looks like they're barely not crashing horribly. Yeah. <laughs> and they've they've <laughs> really cool. got the um storytelling within the car we're skipping ahead a little bit but who fucking cares even yeah. like the little girl <laughs> is reacting in appropriate time to things yeah. that are happening outside the car it was yeah. very impressive I, I, it's, it, it was all, awesome yeah. the, the car chase comes together really well i think and yeah. you know maybe because this is a studio a studio team who has worked together a lot or something like that i don't know mm-hmm. uh, or it, it may be because they you know i wonder if they brought on a bunch of people from the tv show to do this in which case they would work together a lot um but yeah anyways uh yeah he kills he kills a couple people here and there <laughs> but yep. they're not very good about not like leaving witnesses like a bunch of people at the sailor yeah. club whatever like yeah i totally saw this guy he was being very suspicious and he didn't let's go in there and he looked like this and this and this and this he had a mustache and he was really he was tan, tan. <laughs> he, was, he was really tan he looked unseasonably tan yeah yeah um <laughs> i don't even remember like what happened it is just a very sort of straightforward like boom 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 like this it happens, really this happens, is this happens. it's part of the reason that i it goes by so quick yeah i do think we get little scenes of the of the police sort of you know piecing things together here and there right but uh we're already sort of at the the final um oh here's something that i i wanted to mention i guess now and also earlier is it's hilarious to me to see these people who have just gotten off of like boats coming from presumably you know asia mm-hmm. uh and they've been on these boats for fucking ever and mm-hmm. um the what's his face guy from the beginning whose whose bag was stolen um is like talking to the police right after he got off the boat and he's like well if you need me i'll be at the opera and i was like well, oh, what yeah. and <laughs> and then now the mom and the little girl are like oh they're not home they went to the aquarium and i'm like you just got off like a fucking <laughs> days long boat ride. You you're going out and doing stuff. You don't want to like go home and just much less going like go to, go to the bed. aquarium. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it's like the whole way fish and water. The whole way over there, the little girl was just staring off the side of the boat, like, "Ugh, what's under there, though?" <laughs> yeah, she's like, "I wish I could see this in captivity." <laughs> Uh, yeah it's crazy to me i can't imagine like it, after i get back from a, a trip i don't even want to like go get my dog from yeah the vet right away and not the yeah. vet the the kennel because it's like sort of far away and i'm yeah. like ah, i can't i can't be bothered <laughs> <laughs> uh 
but yeah, as we mentioned, that's yeah, our, so. our last mark is going to be a mom and a daughter. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, this, this is interesting because I feel like um, Dancer was kind of not very smooth in the first two interactions he had. Yeah. But he really is, is pretty smooth with this lady. Yeah. He pulls it off pretty well. Um, Cause yeah. he does that thing too, of where he's like, I don't want to be, I don't want you to think I'm, I'm trying to do anything, but I just, I could give you a ride if you want, you know? Uh huh. Um, yeah. And it works. Yeah. He's able to get them, uh, out of the aquarium back to their house. And, um, at this point I'm like, what is the plan here? I was mm-hmm. honestly wondering like, would a movie that came out at this point in time, uh, kill a child? <laughs> I had that um, same thought, dude. Yeah. I don't think they were even allowed to do that because right. this is, you know, 50s. Um, but I was like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, me neither. Luckily, they do not. Uh, in it case seems like worried. their original plan is pretty, you know, it's a solid plan. They just get in there and like they're just kind of the mom goes to like put some stuff away. So they're just with a stupid little girl and kids are stupid. So like. Uh-huh. One of them just distract the girl and the other one get the shit from the doll. And that's yeah. what they try to do. And like, it almost yeah. worked. <laughs> it would have worked, I guess. Uh, yeah. Except as we mentioned earlier, you know, with this kind of insane plan, there's many variables that could go wrong. Such as uh-huh. little girl the stupidity of heroin. little children. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you know, maybe she thought it was an accessory that came with the doll. Like, oh, here's some face powder with your doll. Now you can act like you're I mean, whatever. That's a fair point. Why else would it be shoved up inside the doll's dress? That's yeah, a fair yeah, assumption. I think it, comes with it. it seems like if she was able to just kind of find it, that it wasn't hidden as well as the other ones. Right. Like I thought yeah. there was going to be a secret compartment in the doll or something, but it was just there. Also, yeah. it led me to wonder, um, while she was like rubbing this heroin all over her doll's face, I wonder if she accidentally inhaled any of it. Um, <laughs> it was like one day on the cruise home, mom comes in and the daughter's just kind of like laying on the bed like, mom, I don't feel so good. <laughs> it's like, oh, weird. You must be seasick. <laughs> she got real seasick for one nope. day. She's a little bit uh, high on heroin. Um, yeah. So but, it is uh, all yeah, gone. It's not there. He's and uh, this upsets the guys. Yep. Um, Dancer is literally just ready to murder them. He's like mm-hmm. going to yeah. his bag to get his gun. And mm-hmm. uh, the older guy is like, hey, man, take a second. Think about what you're going to do. Because mm-hmm. we have no way to prove that we didn't just run off with this crank. You know, mm-hmm. we yeah. need to have them around to corroborate our story to mm-hmm. the man. Um, yeah we're about to meet yeah i mean it it is kind of interesting to me that i mean i guess the police were like on their trail anyways but yeah they don't really do anything wrong like everything that happens to them is kind of uncontrollable (laughs) i guess that's the sort of tragedy of it like you know being a criminal doesn't pay because you'll meet your end eventually Mm -hmm. um uh, but i i thought there was some really cool writing in this scene too where the the old guy talks about like them you know, not having to worry about being hunted down. He says something about right. like walk down a street at night or stand on a, a, a busy corner in, in the middle of the day and not have to be worried about getting pushed in, in front of a bus or something like, yeah, I don't know. It's just very sort of poetic. He's such a cool character. Mm-hmm. Cause there's yeah. that part too, where he's sort of teaching dancer like proper, like grammar, um, you know, like, the difference Oh between yeah. I forgot about that. Who and whom and, and, you know, like stuff like that. Yeah, um, 
so that's it's an interesting little dynamic yeah if i yeah if i were you not if i was you right yeah yeah, yeah. um there's also a moment where he's talking to the driver and he says some shit about like uh dancers he could be one of the best there ever was he he has no emotions or some shit like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like oh he's like a he's like a criminal prodigy right um, um but unfortunately uh we won't see that because yep. they're like well we i guess we'll take these people with us to go i guess they, they're gonna have them walk up to the man and be like yeah sorry i rubbed your hair in all of my doll's face <laughs> <laughs> like we're sorry mister yeah i mean at this point i have to imagine you're just like well we're fucked like you know they're just floundering yeah yeah Yeah, just Um, trying to find something to do because they have a hard out at they keep saying like we got to be out of here by they have the the drop off is at four and they want to be out of there by 4 30 yeah um and the drop off is at they go to the drop off cool ass museum that we were referencing earlier aforementioned cool museum there's a indoor ice skating rink there's all these fun little games one of the one of my favorite things that i saw is it was because there's a really nice long like tracking shot right when we get inside um that follows dancer and there's a, a thing that he walks past that's like record your own voice oh yeah for 20 seconds hear how other people hear you and i was like oh <laughs> fucking that's crazy that is really to funny. imagine a time yeah. where you don't know what you sound like <laughs> dude it, it... It's funny in general, but I also feel like doing the podcast, I wasn't like intimately familiar with my own voice in the way that I am now after editing it for like a hundred hours. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think penny arcade machines is the word I was trying to think of. Penny arcade or like the little Nickelodeons, um, that kind of stuff, you know, like a a little, there's a weird looking like marionette thing that he passes by. Yeah. Um, There's all sorts of like exhibits of like model boats and stuff. Yeah. 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 It's just a neat little it's like the Explorium, uh, but old timey. In Mobile, Alabama? Hell yeah. Yeah. We love the Explorium. I feel like that's a reference that at least half of our audience will get. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um so he goes there and uh he's gonna make the drop off, and he was explicitly told to make the drop off and leave immediately because yes the man doesn't want him around to like you know make contact yep but he's like well i have to explain this somehow so i guess i'll just wait around till he gets here um man which he does this is this last scene was probably or this scene right here is probably my favorite part because yeah it's very good the acting from both of these guys so killer Mm-hmm. it's so great he i mean mm-hmm. a dancer tries to explain himself he basically tells the truth mm-hmm. and the man uh who by the way is uh an unassuming old gentleman in a wheelchair which mm-hmm. is the perfect type of person to be to run a crime ring mm-hmm. um he does not say a word mm-hmm. he has this like look on his face he just is so scary oh man yeah yeah um and then when he finally does say something he just says you're dead uh-huh. and it's like Bruh. yeah yeah very very good very <laughs> what a great line and you get such a great you're emotion dead. from eli wallach in this scene even throughout i feel like he's been yeah. good but here especially he's like what do you mean what, what like it's not our fault we didn't do you know whatever yeah and the guy's just like nobody sees my face you're fucking dead um yep and then he smacks him in the face. 
yep. with this anchors dancer. So he Sparta kicks him off the balcony, like three stories high, and he falls into an ice uh-huh. skating rink. This and is where, where we get, get uh, the first <laughs> the shot of dummies. The excellent dummy work. Yeah. Yeah. Great dummy. Man, um, I just the visual of a dude in a wheelchair being shoved off a balcony onto an ice uh-huh. cake. So <laughs> specific and so jarring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like Paul Rudd should have used that clip whenever he goes on Conan instead of the one from <laughs> Mac and me. Um, but here's something I was wondering. They they He's killed this guy, and I guess we're to assume that this is the man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like... I guess they're worried about the cops, but they I don't think they should be worried about his him anymore, right? Cuz he's the guy in charge and like who else would know about them? Like maybe he has underlings who he's told about them, his plans, I yeah. don't know, but they're still very worried about repercussions from this. Yeah, I mean, if he's if the man is like the boss boss, there's got to be like a uh you know, an infrastructure in place that, you know, somebody will be there to pick up the slack and come after these guys. You got to assume if it's worldwide, you know. Yeah, I was thinking that like he was just, you know, the guy who picks up the stuff and then the man will be coming after them. But he's credited as the man. So, yeah, I don't know, you know, I guess he uh, has loyal followers. Yeah. Um, but not that it matters anyways, because the police are here and they're watching this happen. <laughs> yep. This is such a stroke of genius, though, because the mom and the girl are in the car. That's mm-hmm. what makes this final car chase so exciting. And like, because mm-hmm. the cops yeah. can't just, you know, fucking blast them. <laughs> yeah, you can't um, just like run them off the road. Yeah. yeah, you know what? I hadn't thought about that. But the, the setup of everything is like, yeah, it's just really good. Really well, like thought out. Um, yeah. And, and so they have this. I don't know why exactly they, I guess they're trying to get to the Golden Gate Bridge before the cops do. But they're like, we've only got a couple minutes to get there um yeah because i guess on the uh, is the golden gate bridge like why would they think if they got on the other side of it they would be safe that was my question too i was so curious about that i was like why do you guys want to get on the bridge because also the golden gate bridge is long as fuck so like even if they're not there even if the cops aren't there to stop you from getting on the bridge they're sure fucking gonna be there on the other side to stop you from getting off of it like yeah you know they would definitely have time to set up a police blockade on the opposite side of the bridge yeah <laughs> unless they have like a different getaway car staged like halfway across the bridge and they're gonna like yeah. split up or some shit like that i don't know yeah i don't know it's it's a wild plan but that doesn't matter anyways because they don't make it to the bridge in time nope so instead they go up on the interstate they get up on a freeway, but the freeway's not finished, and they almost drive right the fuck off of it. Mm-hmm. And then they have to turn around, and they almost get caught. It's it's all going off the rails. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's and then not they do get well. caught. Yeah, yeah. And uh, dancer freaks out, and he pistol whips the driver guy because this I thought was deserved because the guy goes into a weird non lane that ends in like like just a crevice of a blockade. Right. Um, yeah. And I was like, why would you go that way? <laughs> um, <laughs> but then the old guy sort of freaks out also. And it seems like he tries to give himself up to the cops, but Dancer shoots him. Is that what happened? Yeah. It, th- yeah. That's what it looked like. Uh, yeah. Well, cold blooded. Unfortunate for him, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then 
dancer tries to uh like make it across i think he was trying to jump across from one yeah one uh, highway he to like, another gr- he grabs the girl uses her as a human shield for like a hot second but then pretty much changes his mind and he's like right on the edge he's looking down and he's like i can make it and so he just jumps and just misses and just yeah. fucking falls to his death <laughs> Yeah, he just kind of like lands poorly, and then I think they also shoot him, and then he just kind of falls, and here we get another great dummy that sort of clangs off of a couple guardrails on the way down. That's right, they do shoot him, when he like right as he's about to jump, they shoot him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. And dude, the dummy, this, I mean, the dummy earlier was like, you could almost overlook it just because it's a clean fall, just like through open air. But this dummy mm-hmm. does like a couple of rebounds off of like different surfaces, mm-hmm. and boy, is it a dummy! <laughs> yeah, it looks more like a dummy than anything I've ever seen. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, yeah, the way and then it, like clangs off of the stuff on the way down, and like yeah, it's very good, very good ending. And it is the ending. Yep. Like it's like very just the movie's over now. <laughs> like. That's the, all she wrote. The That's the story girl we're telling. And the wife her stays over. And, yeah, and we're out of here. Yeah. So, Man. what do you think? I had a great time with this one. I really like old school gangster movies and stuff. Yeah. Um, like I mentioned a couple of times, I think the acting is like really good. Yeah. Um, also, the pacing. We <laughs> we didn't even mention the one lineup that happens in this movie that's called oh the yeah they keep, they keep referring to the lineup it doesn't matter it yeah does not matter you'll be in the lineup i it's think they the just very beginning i think they just had the lineup so that they could call it the lineup or whatever like yeah. well we got to have at least one lineup in our the lineup or so. is it because the uh, the list of all the people they had to get the drugs from that was really the lineup mm. Mm, the lineup of uh taxis yeah or maybe it was the lineup of those guardrails on the way down that he hit uh when he (laughs) fucking got shot uh yeah i haven't seen a movie like this in a a while and it was it was very fun it made me want to do it more often yeah because it's it's nice that it's just very very like economical doesn't waste your time right right it doesn't get you know overly concerned with aesthetics or with like trying to have emotional beats happen it just is like this is the action like fucking david mamet would love this movie it's (laughs) this is the action this is what's happening Mm -hmm. and that's the story yeah pretty much Mm -hmm. so if that sounds good to you go watch it it's a good time Uh, go check it out if you like if you like the old man from the holiday yeah see one one of his first movies Uh, and it's free so and it's free yeah i i found a uh a whole new playlist uh that i added to my youtube of just like old noir movies oh nice you can do those every now and then along with our like 80s and 90s horror movies and all that kind of bullshit sweet well thanks for listening friends thanks for listening this was a fun one yeah um we may be away for a couple of weeks because uh, me and Zach are going on a trip. Mm-hmm. Um, I was maybe we'll say... do a, a live episode or some shit. <laughs> well, what I was thinking is what we should do is 
um we should review the best free things to do in japan Ooh, i love that that's a that's, great idea that's where we're going we're to japan <laughs> we're going to japan and yeah. then we'll talk about like all the you know we'll pay for some stuff but yeah uh, i'm sure there's fun free things to do too and keeping with the spirit of the show deaf and then yeah you can refer back to it next time you're in tokyo yeah <laughs> or osaka or osaka mm-hmm. um so thanks y'all we'll see you real soon yeah. um yeah in the meantime if you want to follow us on instagram we're at broke box office email us at broke box office at gmail.com and tell your friends share the show um yeah thanks we'll uh we'll catch You're you soon welcome. this week don't accept packages from strangers because they might have yeah. drugs in them packages boxes or bags and if you find drugs in your package don't rub them on your doll's face rub them on your own face yeah you might as well use this drug that's what you do with drugs Okay, bye. (laughs) Okay, bye.